I'll bet that in a group this size, at least some of you work in human resources, HR. And even if you don't, there's a good chance that at some point in your career, you've had interactions or dealings with your HR department. And there's a term that often turns up in that world, and that's transferable skills. Transferable skills. And if anyone's ever invited you to think about your transferable skills, I'll bet before you think about your skills, you're thinking about the transferable. Imagine we use that word in other contexts. Imagine it's the wedding day for Harry and Sally, and they're here before the altar. And just before the vows, Harry says to Sally, Sally, you're amazing. You're, you're beautiful. You're intelligent. You're generous. You bring out the very best in me. But I've come to realize those are transferable skills. There's two things I invite you to think about, and myself as well, if we talk about evangelization. And those two words are content and context. Content and context. And if you're like me, a lot of times when I'm evaluating anything, the first thing that comes to mind is content. What is it? Do I know what it is? Is it something that matters to me? How do I value it? It's human nature, maybe. We think about that with stuff. We think about that perhaps with ourselves or with another person. We think about that sometimes, maybe a lot of time, in regards to our faith. What is it? What is the truth of Jesus? What does the resurrection mean? What does that mean to me? But if all we do is focus on content, that's a lousy way to start at evangelization. Context, literally the word, it comes from weaving. It's you weave something together. Context is like an interwoven tapestry. Content comes from the word to hold together, to contain. Both of those things are necessary. But I'd like to suggest that in the world we actually live in, as opposed to the world we might imagine, context is more foundational than content. That's why I had the kids pulling on the rope. What is a rope made of? It's made up of lots, hundreds, maybe thousands of little threads that are woven together. If all you did was focus on the value of a thread, because that's what I need to start with, you'd have a really weak rope. The strength is only when it's all woven together. The Golden Gate Bridge isn't held up by one strand of steel wire. That cable is thousands and thousands of strands woven together. The value in something I would like to suggest is every bit as much in its context as in its content. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I realize some context, especially in our human lives, can be very painful or destructive. I'm not suggesting that every context is a good one, but it's the very fact of seeing a bad context that we can recognize what it's meant to be, what perhaps it could be if we invested ourselves in it. And so as we're invited to think today about being called by name, right? You first are called by God who sees us in our mother's womb, as Jeremiah says. Who am I in your eyes, God? 
And then we think about if we invite another to know Jesus, we call them by name. But if all we do is focus on us and them and don't think about that wider context in which we're related, in which we're meant to be woven together, then evangelization is never going to go anywhere. And it's just going to be our filling our heads with knowledge about Jesus and hoping the other person fills their head with knowledge about Jesus. And that's never the way it started. When Jesus says to Peter, you're a fisherman, he could have left it there. You're a fisherman. Maybe those are transferable skills. But he helps Peter imagine what it looks like. I'll make you be a fisher of other people. And then Peter has to think, what the heck does that mean? And that's the beauty of context. When you suddenly find yourself in a wider context, it forces us to ask ourselves, what's the value here? What are the possibilities? Who are those other people that I never thought myself connected to before? This was mentioned at the end of this Mass. We'll watch a little video, but as or more importantly, there are sign-up opportunities in the narthex. And even more importantly than that, if you sleep during the video, if you blow past the sign-up sheets, don't do either of those. But more important than that is what will actually transpire in your heart and mind. Because you cannot think about the mission of the church without thinking about context. By all means, pray alone on your knees. But get up, and where is that prayer leading you to? And be enmeshed in that wider context that we call the body of Christ. And that starts with our families, to be sure. It spreads out to our parish, our communities, the diocese, the world. But it's so easy to either ignore the context or just sort of pay it lip service. It's challenging, it's messy, it's confusing. As Harry and Sally will undoubtedly learn as they try to live into the context of their life together. But anytime you get two people in relationship, you've got a context. And then once you broaden that out to the reality of life, that context gets wider and wider, and suddenly the value of each and every individual content, each person with what they bring, what they hope for, what they aspire towards, as well as their struggles and their sins, and sometimes even their shame or embarrassment, as devastating as those things can be when they're contained within one, sometimes amazing healing can happen when they're interwoven into a wider context. So as we think about evangelization, as we think about being called by name, let's just remember our name does not contain us. We who are named are meant to be interwoven in a larger community. And there is where whatever strength we might contain individually is truly realized in all its full force in the body of Christ. That little girl could pull on that rope and almost yank me off my feet. Not because she had one strand, but because she had a whole interwoven body. 